Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. I thought a series that really explored all the different sides of being human was The Walking Dead, which just ended after season 11. This is a second of series of specials on that monumental series. This one looks at season three. In a moment, Rick and his son, Carl. Let's go back in time with The Walking Dead. And first up are the Grimes boys, Andrew Lincoln and Chandler Riggs. I'll be reading all the questions to make it easier, and you'll actually hear me on the tape talking directly to the actors as well. I was here two years ago, too, for a season. Yeah, I that's right. It was, it's, things have changed since then. Yes, they sure Somewhat. have. They sure have. For the, for the much better. Uh, it was good to start, too. Yeah, well, I remember you said at that time, just give us six episodes. Yeah. Man, when you blew away that zombie through the fence in the first episode, I said, this show, I'm great. Yeah, oh, fantastic, man. Well, I remember watching that, and uh, we did ADR, you know, the first time, and Frank was in Los Angeles, and I was, and I was just looping, you know. And I saw the opening five minutes, and I just went. I started laughing. I was because usually it was it's it's kind of a traumatic experience for me to see myself. And I just laughed. I went, "Is this the edit?" He went, "Yeah, this is the way it's going out." And it was it's a beautiful start to the show because it says exactly everything that you need to know. This is the world we inhabit. Boom. And The Walking Dead. I thought it was genius. But interestingly, the start of this season, the teaser, the first five minutes, I think does a very similar thing. It's silent, and you find out exactly where these people are, uh, how desperate they are, and how unified they are in it without any language, which I think is the genius of the show as well. The events at the end of last season separates the group this year, and how much can you talk about that? Here's Chandler Riggs. You know, it's uh, with all of us, you know, some time has passed, and so we've all the characters have had to to kind of grow into the world that has become the world that they know you know and they're starting to forget what uh what the old world used to be like you know and so uh that's i mean all they know is uh to survive now you know that that's that's all they know now so I think, I, think, I think that's a good point, is that, that we jump forward. Once, once we start the show, we don't cover much ground just yeah. because it's so immediate, you know, time-wise. We don't, we, I mean, I think in the space of two seasons, we've probably only covered maybe three weeks or something. Is it something that Al- short? Almost two months. Almost two months. Yeah. And so jumping forward, I think, yeah. is a great thing for, for the story because the, it puts pressure on the group because of the baby. Uh, Laurie's imminent birth... When we first see the characters at the beginning of this season, the months that pass make a huge difference. Absolutely, and I think that that's the the, the joy of, you know, the show, is that we can, like, you know, Chandler was saying, is that they devolve or evolve through time. You get worn down by it, and you become battle-hardened. The, the kids' story this season, for me, is one of the great stories. It's from the, the, the child to the boy soldier. And I don't think we've ever seen I've never seen it on uh, dramatically, certainly not on television. And it's a very, it's a real uh, pleasure and honor to work with uh, Chandler because he's been killing it this season. And I, I oh yeah, I can't hold him back. I'm like, son, put the gun away. But it is, it's, uh, it, it's been, it's been, it's been it, it has been great. I mean, but I do think you're right. There, there are there are strands. Andrea, 
and Michonne being separated from the group. Um, certainly the brothers, I think that they do a very, it's a very witty and very clever way of linking Woodbury and the prison. And it's not uh, the way the comic book does it, but it's a, it's a really smart way of, 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 of how we meet. You know, the funny thing is, I think of two characters who have gone through quite an evolution, as both of you, not only each separately, but as father and son, yeah. this past season. You can both speak about that a little bit, especially what it was like for you to, to kill your first, uh, you know, somebody that you knew and, yeah. and trusted. Yeah, well, I mean, that was uh, my first Walker kill, and it was, that night uh, in, in season two, it, it was... Cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. In every sense. Yeah. It yeah. Was, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was it was uh I mean I I don't even know. I mean I'm I'm trying to remember it. It was just to for me it went all by so fast, you know, it was just we shot over and over and over again in what, like sixteen degrees what yeah. it felt like? Yeah. Yeah, it was Man, I mean, it was um, it was it was cool. It was cool. I mean, to to be able to change into a different character, you know, to see that evolution from the kid in season one, you know, that doesn't do anything and just stands there and cries, you know, to having to to kill uh, one of his one of his best friends, you know. I mean, I think that's right. If ever there was a rites of passage, he's he's had it. You know what I mean? It's my best friend, my brother, and he saw. You know, he's seen that his something has happened. You know, and you know that night, and he takes him down. I mean, if ever there was, you know, the the, the child became the man in that moment. It was then, and I think that that's certainly what we wanted to do. You know, we. I mean, that's one of the great joys of why what it attracted me to the part in the first place is that it's about a man, it's about everybody changing. You can't, by definition of the world that you inhabit, you have to keep changing, otherwise you die. You have to keep adapting to this world, otherwise you die. And I think that, that it's a brutal world. And so parenting in an apocalypse is, you know, it's... It's, it's not the same way not that existed. we would do it, you know. We don't have the iPads, iPods and, you know, any distractions. It, I mean, I wanted that, that first scene. I don't know if you've seen it. No, you won't have seen it. But I, we did lots of ad-libbing, you know, with the counting. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted you to really realize that this is a finely tuned unit that is used to... I mean, I, I walk up 15 steps and we just talked about it a lot, about what had happened in the intervening months. And it, get, it, it gets cold, the walkers slow down, so we get a chance to adapt and to work out how to, you know, to fight, how to sort of unify. The two, the youngest, when, we, when the convoy stops, you, you won't even see this, but this is what we did. The cars stop in the convoy after we've been attacked. Uh, Emily Kinney, who plays Beth, who's a magnificent actress, I mean, seriously, yeah. mind-blowing actress, she goes to the back of the convoy, I step forward 15 steps, this, the boy, the kid, comes forward, he sits, and I say 15, no more, and he starts counting. And so the youngest are their eyes and ears, they've got the best ear, you know, it's little things like that that I love, is that we would have done, and you don't see it, and I was, I was adamant. I said to the editor, I said, you've got to keep that line in, 15 yeah. no more, so people don't know what it is. 
but you see that they're this finely tuned out there's almost telepathic with each other and they have to be to survive in this weird you know this and it's so quiet as well yeah but I wanted the fact that time you know we don't have watches anymore everything's being stripped away from us and that's that's the joy of the show it's not it's not about you know finding serums or cures and stuff it's about everything being stripped away and how human beings evolve or devolve there's more of the walking dead season three in a moment let's get back with andrew lincoln and chandler riggs now can you say how close the series will follow the comic no. <laughs> no, we, no, we can't. can't. Otherwise, we get shot. Yeah. A sniper bullet will hit us and go yeah. through both. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. What about the prison? What can you guys tell us about that? It's awesome. It is. I mean, it is amazing what the second designers can do. Actually, the prison is built on top of the sound stages. So it's like the outside of it is all brick and stuff. And if you knock on it, it's like what uh, plywood or something it's just wild it's, Grace yeah. our, our designer did Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome he came in he is it's incredible designer and they built I, the first time I pulled up in the old where we used to park our cars it has suddenly turned into this yard this prison yard I mean they've built this beautiful but br- I mean it's exactly like the comic book I mean it's it just is. exactly like, and the first time I don't want to give too much away. We see it. And this is where I have to slow oh, down. Yeah. But the first time I see it, it, it looks like a, it, it, yeah, still, a, you know, an image uh, from the comic book. I mean, it's so beautifully yeah. done. And it's, it actually, I think that's the line that you say is almost is exactly the same as I know as it's not it's not quite it's not it's not the, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's no, closed no. it's closed I, sorry what were you saying I, I, I no no no, no not at all anytime for Chandler, can you tell us how the grieving process affected your character? You know, the show has made us all slowly go insane. You know, <laughs> you know, as as us, as actors, sort of. But <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we aren't the same people. We, we are three years ago. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's fun. Isn't it's, it? it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. You know, to it to ha- be able to. It has to be to be able to kind of elevate the intensity of some of the scenes yeah and plus I mean for us we get to play two different characters you know for you uh, you know in season one you were just this this cop yeah. you know trying to defend this little town it was know, very that. linear that was that's, you're right it was about discovering the world and finding family and then a safe haven the second season was very much about struggle for leadership yeah. and the third season is, is, a, is a clash of two camps it's very much about opening up the show and realizing that it's not just this group of survivors there are other people out there and they are more frightening more dangerous than the threat of uh, the walkers what's interesting was everybody that has gone or died is there a sense of emptiness with these characters and actors now no longer part of the show it's, it's the hardest job I didn't read between the lines I should have read the, the contract a bit <laughs> it, you know zo- by definition of zombie survival horror I didn't realize that you make incredibly intense friendships brilliant actors that you create a show with and then invariably I have to stab them and you shoot them in the head exactly <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's the way the Grimes uh, yeah. family rolls yeah. but, but it is that thing of you know honoring the story that's what I you make peace with this great loss 
and it is a true we have death dinners for everybody we say goodbye to them you know it's because we're a family when we but what we're shooting is about people surviving as if, as I, I say it's you know it's a family drama set in hell that's what that's what we're filming so I think that you know it is incredibly painful to lose brilliant characters but what it does is it it you know it will be the enduring strength of the show because you reinvent for the writers to rather than everybody playing out the same relationships and swapping you know like like you do in a lot of shows this is a it, it, this is a story that just is cold and keeps going forward and keeps changing and i think that that's been the strength of the comic book and certainly i think that that's what we're trying to do with the show as well for chandler is there anything in the comics that you read that you would like to see for the series not really <laughs> you know i mean uh for season three i didn't really ask for many things same with season two you know uh and yeah, I'm, I'm spoiled with the show i got everything i wanted you know except for the loss of characters that we you know the people like like you said it, it's it's like it's like a family. It really is, and you know, losing someone from that family is just—it really is like what happens in the show, you know. Yeah, you feel it on screen. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we hope it transfers—that you see the loss in the group and the group dynamic changes, and it's great. And other characters step up that maybe you didn't know that much about in seasons one and season two. Suddenly, they come forward, and other character, and you start hearing other characters. And I think that that's really interesting, really interesting. It's interesting that, um, you know, an alpha male goes, and irony, uh, T-Dog starts to step forward. You know what I mean? It's just because of the, you know, a very intense sort of partnership of two cops. One goes, someone fills the space just because you have to, to, to make it all, you know, for the sake of the group. Now that's the joy of it, isn't it? That you're forced into situations that no, you would never. You know, Laurie and Rick would be divorced. Out <laughs> the ball, but you know, would never. You know, but it, we can't because you you share a common history, and that's all that we've got left. And for the you know, like language and things are going to change. You know, that's that's the beauty of um, you know, reading uh, the road. I love it because they start bird a bird. What's a bird? You know, the child doesn't know this is about a year into the book and it's what does that mean you know and I think that that's why you're forced to get that's what I find fascinating how do you kind of how do you reinvent humanity in this new place and that's what the, the interesting thing I think that opening up the show with another cult another ideology for one of a better run by some guy called Philip I don't know what his real name is you know, the governor I don't, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. like using that name, but um, but it's that's the clash that I find interesting as well. It turns from you know a zombie survival horror into kind of a clash of culture. Now, what would you do if there was a zombie apocalypse? You know, I I haven't really thought it through very much. You know, considering the circumstances, if there was a zombie apocalypse, we'd we'd probably be the government would probably be able to take care of it pretty easily. You know. Because The Walking Dead is set in a world where there was uh, no such thing as the word zombie. That's why we call them walkers, you know, or biters for Woodbury, you know. So, it, uh, I mean, there was, like I said, there's no such word as zombie in The Walking Dead. You know, that's, that's why they don't say that. And so, I mean, there's lots of 
zombie movies and stuff. We might know how to dispatch them pretty easily. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Stand behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I, I would find. Uh, I think someone with an island is probably the best. So, so Johnny Depp or leave Richard Branson. <laughs> call them if anyone's got their numbers. Yeah. Like leave the city and use bicycles. Don't use. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you gotta do. Nice to see you again, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Enjoy it. Look for all the episodes of The Walking Dead on AMC+, and the universe is getting bigger with those spinoffs on the way. But we won't see Rick Grimes until 2024. This is Tony Tolato.